from the first whistle blow till the game is on the line. This is stoppage time. It's your boy, Greg. And it's Tyler. And we are back with another season of stoppage time. Champions League news. We just had the draw. Tyler, how are you doing, buddy? I'm I'm great. I'm I'm happy to to have some football back. I'm happy. Uh, it, it's been a lot of fun watching with the fans back in the stands as well. Definitely uh, is a very different atmosphere than the than the quiet stadiums. Uh, hope uh, hope we're able to keep it that way. But uh, it's been good. And um, not only did we have the Champions League draw, we just had the uh, the transfer window close the other day. A lot of lot of moves, a lot of moves, and we're we're gonna keep it kind of to the to the Champions League teams that we're gonna be talking about as we go group by group. But you know, there there's still a lot to talk about. I think more moves than we thought were gonna happen uh, that we were predicting from last year. A lot of unexpected moves. Um, we'll get to that in a second. But guys, this is the brand new season, brand new me, brand new Tyler. We're here with another season of stoppage time. As if you did not know, I'm from the Caribbean. So if you think that my voice sounds different, it is so. I decided to come on as natural as natural could be. Not saying that I was being false before, but that was what I was used to. That's how I was used to, to, to sounding over the microphone. Now I'm just laying back and letting it happen. You guys are getting the raw, raw version of GB and Tyler Harlow. This is how, this is how we do it. So Tyler, let's jump into the group stages. So group A we have Manchester City, PSG, uh, RB Leipzig, and Club Brugge uh, going up against each other <laughs> in this group. Tyler, um, give us some news. Tell us what to expect. Who, who are we looking to, to come out on top? Who are we looking to come out at the bottom? What's, the, what's, the, what's your predictions? Who's in? Who's out? What are we talking about? As, as tough as this group might seem, I think we're actually looking at a pretty clear-cut two that are going to make it through out of, out of this. I was a little worried about Man City, uh, watching them, uh, how they came out in the Premier League. They, they lost their uh, season opener, but have since then have regained what, whatever momentum uh, they were lacking in that game and have kind of looked like one of the best teams in the Premier League right now. Uh, they did lose Sergio Aguero, who really didn't play a lot last year, uh, but is a big part of their history. Uh, so that, that was a uh, kind of a legacy player you, you kind of see let go, uh, which will kind of, we'll, we'll get to a couple more of those uh, as we go down this list. But they did sign Jack Grealish from Aston Villa, who hasn't looked great considering how much they paid for him. But uh, I mean, he's, he's a player, he draws a lot of fouls. He was the most fouled player in the Premier League uh, the past couple seasons. Uh, does have the ability to change the game. I think he's just getting used to Pep's coaching style. So, I mean, I, I see Man City and uh, a very, very new look PSG uh, coming out on top. And when I say new look, I mean new look. Uh, Greg, cover your ears on this one. As, as PSG is the landing spot for one Lionel Messi, uh, the other uh, legacy uh, player, I set that up and forgot that they were in the same group for a second. So the um, <laughs> Sergio and uh, Messi both ended up uh, going to. Uh, well, Sergio went to Barcelona. Uh, Messi is at PSG now, but they also signed Sergio Ramos, Gianluigi Donnarumma, who, if you watch the uh, the Euros, put on a stellar clinic in the final to help Italy win that. Uh, they also got Jeannie Wijnaldum, Ashraf Hakimi, and Danilo Pereira. Um, didn't really lose much. They just lost Pablo Sarabia and uh, Florenzi, who, you know, were kind of uh, role players at best, you know, off the bench. So they they have definitely um, stepped up and uh, are looking to, to take home some trophies. So uh, it's a tough group. Uh, I wish we were getting Man City PSG uh right out the gate, but we have to wait a little bit for that one. But, uh, you know, I, I, as much as, at least to me as Leipzig, you know, did add, uh, they didn't really add anybody and lost a couple players. Uh, they just kind of need to hang on in this, uh, yeah. cause some of the third place teams do advance. 
or no, it's uh, third place teams make it to the the Euros. They just kind of need to hang on and uh, make it to there. So, yeah, uh, I you know the PSG as much as I dislike them have made some fantastic moves this season and look like a true machine that could tear through any team if they don't win the Champions League this year. Tyler, I don't know. I don't know what to. I don't know what to make of it. They have a great. Uh, supporting staff and their coach, you know, is very patient. They have uh, one of the greatest forwards of all time, or do you say playmaking forwards of all time? Because he moved to that forward position in Messi. They have one of the greatest forwards of all time in uh, Kylian Mbappe. Who's not happy. Who's who's not happy. Who's not happy at this moment. But, you know, this, this team has so much raw talent. They have one of the greatest center backs of all time and Sergio Ramos uh, it it seems it seems as though if they lose this one Tyler I I don't know I don't know what to say I don't know I don't know how to how to fit this out and you know Killian could be unhappy as much as he wants he probably has that that big boy pride or sorry not that big boy that little boy pride where you know he wants to be the face of the team and with Messi being there that kind of takes a little bit of shine away from him but dude you have not won a Champions League yet, which is the pinnacle of club football excellence. You have one of the greatest of all times. 12 years your senior come into the club. Take the lessons from the greats. Yes, you might count yourself as a great because you've won a World Cup. You know, you've done a lot with your career so far, but you're 22 years old, son. Take something from those who are there that have done similar things before you, but uh, Lionel Messi has what two, three Champions Leagues mm-hmm. under his belt. I think, I think it's about that. You know, he just finally finally got a, a, a you know an international title under his belt. Um, has won tons of games. Is one of is considered one of the greatest players of all time. No, I understand greatness seems to not be able to to meld well with greatness. But dude, if for one year you could just sit down behind Messi, which is hard, you're kind of bigger, taller than the guy. You know, but it's hard, you know, take in the take in and take on the challenge of being alongside these greats, not just Messi. Sergio Ramos is there as well. Take take an opportunity to sit alongside those guys. So, I mean, I don't want to call it a foregone conclusion because every time that we've seen PSG gain some sort of strength, some sort of energy, they always seem to, you know, confubble. And that's my word for them. They're a bunch of confubblers, right? Confubble the situation and not be able to win. So, but on paper, Tyler, this team seems like greatness personified. And that's not just because I'm a, a, I'm a you know, stone cold, hardcore Barcelona fan. And I absolutely despise PSG. But Lionel Messi is one of the greatest players of all time, if not the greatest player of all time. He, his contribution, not only to the pitch, but his experience and his temperament will help, is what that team was missing all along. I've always told you, Tyler, PSG seems like the spoiled brat of the, Euro- the European football leagues, of all the leagues. In, in all the leagues in, in Europe, they seem like the spoiled child. They get whatever they want. And when they don't win, they kick and scream. They, they do all sort of uh, naughty tactics to try and get what they want. And they just don't win, which was, which was justice enough for me. But now they have a little bit more. They have a little bit of maturity on that team. And that is scary. For sure. For sure. What, what is also scary is uh, this next group, Group B, um, mm. Mm. which... You know, some some may may call the group of death. I know people were looking at uh, the group that we just talked about as the group of death. I actually think this is more of the group of death because even your your fourth tier team in this group is just terrifying when you mm-hmm. think about it. So Group B, we have Atletico Madrid, uh, Liverpool, Porto, and AC Milan. Uh, all of these teams except uh, Milan were there uh, last year. But uh, Milan being the, the fourth level team in this is 
terrifying. They 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 won this competition a couple of years ago. So, mm-hmm. you know, the no one no one really knows what to expect out of that team. Uh, so, I mean, the, I think top to bottom, this is a tough group. Uh, Atletico, I mean, they 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 have a wide open shot to win La Liga this year as well with how much uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid are struggling. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll want that almost as much as they'll they'll want this Champions League as well. Like I, they they have a good shot. Liverpool back to full strength. Uh, added a strong defender in uh, Ibrahimo Konate, uh, who was one of the big losses from Leipzig. Um, mm-hmm. In, in this uh, transfer window, Porto was there last year. They were competitive, but you know the honestly, I, if they weren't on Group Three, I would had I would put probably put AC Milan over them in in rankings of this group if I if I had the choice. But Milan is sitting in the uh, the fourth spot just because of their uh, their their drawing pool, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, but they they also made. Um, some big uh, changes. They got Olivier Giroud. Uh, a lot of players from Chelsea went to Milan, actually. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Chelsea Jr. <laughs> but um, I mean, the big loss for them is losing Donnarumma. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll we'll see. I, I, I think this is going to be a very exciting group. I think all of these matchups are going to be exciting, weekend and week out. And I, you know, I. It, it's weird. I, I feel like I'm not talking about this group a lot because it's the despite thinking it's the group of death, but I, I don't know. Like it's just quality top to bottom. Yeah. Uh, hardly any separation between the teams. Yeah, absolutely. Right. But first and foremost, I just want to give a round of applause to Antoine Griezmann. Welcome back home, sir. Welcome back home. You're Where just happy he's off your team. Oh yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I, I mean, leaving Atletico was a bad idea to begin with. I think going back was a bad idea as well, but it's not as bad as him staying on, on Barcelona. I, I it now kind of shows that Antoine Griezmann's whole purpose for going to Barcelona was to play with Messi and um not even Suarez to play with Messi. And as soon as Messi left, he was like, mm, okay, I'm done. Get me out. I, I didn't want to be, yeah. You know what I mean? Like Messi was the was the was the cornerstone to his existence on that team, and Messi didn't want him there. I don't care what anybody says, Messi did not want him there. But Tyler, you're absolutely right. It is. It is, it is decimals that splits these teams um, from, from top to bottom. I don't know who's going to win this one. This, this, might be, this might be the tightest group I've seen in a very long time when it comes to talent and skill. And on paper, like at, at the end of the day, the points differential might be something like 10, 9, 9, zero or something like that you know like or 10991 or something like something within within that space or it might be a bunch of draws and with one person winning to clear the group and then the second place person will have to come through on on goal difference it's it's gonna be a tight group to come out of well it's funny too because like group a has all the names has all the you know and not that there are obviously aren't good teams in group a but group b competitive wise is going to be just bar none, probably the best that we've seen in champions league for a while in the group stage. Mm-hmm. And I, I was watching the the draw uh, as, as were you Greg, but you know, AC Milan almost ended up in group a, and if yeah. they ended up in group a, they would have been that again, that we'd be saying the death. same thing about the, <laughs> we'd be saying the same thing about that group. You know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Um, I, so, so you, know, you know what? I'll stop you there, Tyler. I don't think that that would have been the case. I think that AC Milan would have been a strong number three. Um, and depending on, on what Manchester City does, if, let's, let's just take, let's put Brugger down in Group B for a second and put AC Milan up in Group A as a hypothetical, guys. We're playing the hypothetical game, guys, right? So we have Club Brugger down in Group B. You know that they get decimated by, by these guys, or at least we think so. We would think so. Um, not many changes on that side. Porto will have some struggle with them. Liverpool may have some struggle with them. Atletico may have some struggle with them. The powerhouses that Manchester City and PSG are, I honestly believe that the, that the team that would really disrupt that group and make that group the group of death would be someone like a Bayern Munich. 
that's the level at which these guys, or even a Manchester United, would have been. It would have been a disgusting group if one of those teams were up there. I think AC is still, you know, they still have to get themselves back on championship level. Um, they haven't been that for for many years, as a matter of fact. And then now they're back here. It feels like it feels like they're still fresh, um, on the run. I I don't I don't know if if it would have been as as tight as this group here. I think that Leipzig would have come in last. Um, uh, AC Milan would have been. A, a real battle between, you know, a real battle for that third place spot. But PSG and Manchester City seems so titanic in comparison to AC Milan. I'm not sure. Uh, I I debate that. That's debatable, Tyler. That's debatable. Well, it, we just don't know which AC Milan is going to show up. And yes. the fact that they, you know, they are a more recent champion of the Champions League sitting in that fourth spot. I just, you know, it's, no, 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 I, I get it, it. It makes the matchups look good, at least. Yeah, no, 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 for sure, for sure. <laughs> it, would, it would have been something that would have been talked about, but the the AC Milan that won with Sadoff and 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 uh, and Crespo and those guys, it was a strong team. Nothing like what we've seen in that in that Group A. That Group A is scary, like like um, like Bayern Munich a couple of years ago. Terrifying. The, the Bayern Munich that beat. Barca eight to two. That's that's what that group looks like right now. The two of those of those uh, Bayern Munich teams are sitting in that group A. That is just my that's that's from what I've seen in this offseason and what we've seen so far with PSG. Only conceding one goal so far in 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 their league, right? And beating beating teams silly, right? Manchester City came and and threw uh threw Arsenal up and down that field. You know, like, like Arsenal but, is no, but ev- everyone's throwing Arsenal up and down the field. <laughs> let's be honest. Uh, yes, Arsenal. Arsenal is not a team that that um, um, Arsenal is not a team that 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 we want to like gauge, uh, you know, success against. It's like, oh, you know, they beat Arsenal. It's like, no, no, no. Everybody beats Arsenal, but the manner of which they manhandled Arsenal in the Premier League that you could call them, you, you could say that that was. That was a, a, you know, a high school team, or in the or in England, a secondary school team versus a, a a Champions League contender. That's what that looked like. Arsenal did not look good at all. Tossed up and down. Matador defense, disgusting. <laughs> Tyler, let's let's go into let's go into Group C. Let's run into Group C. This this uh these groups are, are exciting, and I know that you and I watched the draw. Uh, for you guys out there that watched the draw too. You're probably excited about these, but Group C, Tyler, give us a rundown. So we have Sporting, Borussia Dortmund, Ajax, and Besiktas. Um, always love seeing these teams like Besiktas come in here because I, I don't know too much about them, mm-hmm. but I always love how disruptive they can be, and it mm-hmm. can, it can be disruptive to a team like Dortmund. And yeah, um, I, I do think that uh, Sporting is going to be one of the first. Uh, pot one teams to not make it through. Right. I actually, I actually think Ajax is going to make it through. I think ah. Ajax, I think Ajax and Dortmund make it through. Sporting goes to uh, the Euros, not the Euros. Wow. Uh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. The Euros. You're the European European leader is uh, Europa. Yeah, Europa. Europa. Right. Um, Sporting Lisbon. What a great club. Haven't heard about them in a long time. Is, you really think the Portuguese are going to go go to uh, yep. Europa? Wow. Yep. Wow. <laughs> wow. That, that, I, that, I, that's, that's Tyler's first bold prediction. Oh, nice. <laughs> I actually like that prediction a lot. I agree with you for the most part on this one, Tyler. Um, I think I think that this, this group might be tighter than what we think. Um, Borussia Dortmund lost, you know, uh, Jaden Sancho. Which, which, again, like you said, he doesn't look good. He doesn't look good where he's at right now. But, but my concern with Borussia Dortmund is is their trump card, which is Holland. Holland is, you know, Thor, as I refer to him as, is an incredible talent. That team does not seem to support him the way that he wants. I saw a little bit of spoiled bratness from that youth last year that I didn't quite like, didn't get what he wanted. 
didn't make any moves. We thought that he was going to move this transfer season. What happened? You know, um, nothing occurred. Borussia Dortmund is a, is a team that goes back and forth for me, a little bit too fickle um, behind the ball. And when I say behind the ball, that's like off the field. Like uh, their, their talent on the field is, is, should be second to none. But their, their, their organization and their, their mental preparedness seems a little bit off to me in that regard. I hope that they have made those fixes coming into this season. Um, but not much has changed with this team. I haven't seen any addition of, you know, like, like with PSG, we've seen a lot of, of maturity added to that team, right? Despite Messi, Sergio Ramos is one of the greatest captains of all time, right? I'll put that out there for you guys. I know that's controversial because I'm a Barcelona fan and he was, you know, Real Madrid. But let's look at the individual and not the team for a minute. Sergio Ramos is one of the greatest captains of all time, a leader of men. He is one of those guys. PSG now has him with a bunch of youth, a bunch of youths, right? So in this group, Borussia Dortmund feels as though they, they are not in a space to be able to compete with the likes of Ajax. Ajax seems like a very, like a very good team, uh, have all, has always seemed like a very good team. Um, and Besiktas, I, well, again, I don't know much about them. A sporting Lisbon has a great history, great footballing history, always competing second to, to Porto, obviously, but has a great footballing history. This Tyler might seem like a tight group as well. Um, the Dark Horse, I, I actually think that without knowing anything about Besiktas, I think that they might come out to get them this year. Might get through to the round of 16. Big upset in Group C. You think they kind of play the role that uh, a team that's actually in the next group played last year? Shakhtar? Yes, 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 yes. Let's let's move over to the next group. There's another team in there that I don't know anything about, and I'd love to talk about them. So Group D will look a lot like a uh, a group that we had in the group stage last year. We have Inter Milan, Real Madrid, Shakhtar Donetsk, and Sheriff. Uh, the only team that's missing from last year is uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach, who did not make the tournament. Um, Inter is looking very, very strong and uh, have made a couple of uh, really good additions to the losses that they ended up uh, losing, which uh, the big one being Lukaku going to Chelsea. But they added Denzel Dumfries, who looked amazing in the Euros, and uh, Joaquin Correa from Lazio. Um, they did lose uh, Hakimi as well to PSG in one of PSG's many, many transfer acquisitions. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, I think this is going to be a different inter team than, than what we saw in the tournament last year who came in and kind of disappointed. I think having, uh, they did end up winning the Serie A last year, mm-hmm. uh, which was a big turnaround. They, they seem like a team on the rise despite losing one of their big players uh, Real Madrid, uh, welcoming back Gareth Bale. Uh, they also signed David Alaba from Bayern Munich. Uh, they did lose Rafael Varane, and, and as Greg said, they lost Sergio Ramos as well. Uh, two big, big pieces on that defense. Uh, getting Alaba should help, but uh, we might kind of see kind of some some wackiness from Real Madrid like we did last year, <laughs> um, especially you know with with a team like Shakhtar kind of kind of hanging around and uh you know it who who knows what's actually going to happen out of this group i well i actually that that, that's the beauty of this is you know we we can sit here and talk about it but we don't actually know this this is another one of those groups where i'd be like i i wouldn't be surprised if sheriff came in and ended up in the going through in the second spot where sheriff is from Where, where which country because I, I that that is the team that is the team that I don't know about at all. That's the team that I, I have no idea about. We've seen we've seen Shakhtar do damage last year. We we were very um, hopeful for their success. Let me tell you guys some while while Tyler's pulling up that information for me because we didn't have I didn't have any information on Sheriff. But let's talk about let's talk about one acquisition from Real Madrid that excites me to great heavens. The acquisition of Eduardo Camavinga. Now, Eduardo Camavinga 
is a young French talent. An amazing talent. Tall, big, husky dude that plays that defensive midfield very well. Could we see somewhat of a of a of a Pogba type role for Eduardo Camavinga here in, in Real Madrid? I honestly believe he's a star. He's not very fast, not very quick on his feet. He's not he's not one of those playmakers, but he could stop the ball from getting to the back from, from the final third. And, and really distribute the ball up front, maintaining that midfield structure. Now they just have to play him the right way. That's, that is the most important part. I'm not too excited about Garrett Bale, but uh, uh, David Alaba coming back, well, coming to, to Real Madrid is a good acquisition. Uh, Varane was losing concentration last year. He needs a fresh a breath of fresh air. Sergio Ramos was was the the loss of the century, other than than Barcelona's loss of of um, of Messi. Gosh, he leave my club already. Forgetting his name, um, <laughs> he'll never forget <laughs> his name, <laughs> right? But losing Sergio Ramos is is probably going to be the real test of time for them. Um, and similar situation with with Messi. I don't believe that either player wanted to leave their club. But now that they have, it leaves a new opportunity for those who are still there and who are coming in to kind of prove themselves. Inter has made a lot of great acquisitions, moves, changes, um, you know, refocusing their, their, the, even their image as the second Milan in, in Milan. Um, you know, it is, it is a similar relationship to the Lakers and, and the Clippers here in the United States. I would say that Inter Milan has played baby brother for a very long time, but very smart management and very smart um, front office over at, at Inter Milan to really have them as the premier Milan football club over there and have taken over. Um, you can't even say that about the, 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 the Manchester boys, right? They're, they're still, you know, as much as Manchester City has been winning, there's still the little brother in that situation. They've been winning more recently, but still, they still have that little brother feeling compared to Manchester United um, and their prowess. But Manchester United has never fallen off, whereas AC Milan has fallen out of this area before. And Inter Milan has been in the Champions League while AC Milan has been sitting on the outside. So this is um, the first time in a long time that they've been both um, in the competition. Now, Inter Milan did not impress last year in this competition. I believe that these moves were made to, to more secure an opportunity for them to go through. But, uh, you know, we don't know anything about Sheriff. I, I don't know if you found out where Sheriff is even from. Uh, I, I remember this now. Uh, they are the first team to qualify from Moldova. Wow. Wow. Okay. Okay. That's why I have no idea who they are. I don't even know one of the players' names. That is more research I'll do for next week. I'll come and give you guys a five-minute essay, um, <laughs> verbal essay on, on Sheriff. Um, but yes, this, this group looks like it's a top three kind of, of battle. Um, a lot of like the second place is, is, will be the ones that it could, it could go either way. Shakhtar could come out on top of this group. Inter could come out on top of this group. Real Madrid could come out on top of this group. And then it's a battle for second. We don't know what to expect in this group D. Especially group. after last year. The, yeah. With the majority of these teams being in this group last year, it's just... I, I would have I loved to have seen a little bit more, uh, I guess, diverse. I would have liked to have seen them mixed up. But now I'm just kind of like, oh, this maybe this is... A, we'll, we'll see how they've... Uh, they've learned uh, from, from last year because there was definitely a lot to learn from. Definitely a lot. Definitely a lot. Group E. Talk Greg, to me. Cov co cover your ears on this one. Actually, you should be. <laughs> honestly, you should be fine. Um, I, I'll be fine. Uh, group E, we have Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica, and Dinamo Kiev. Uh, obviously, Bayern, German giants. They're going to do what no. they're going to do. Yep. Um, they they lost David Alaba, but they uh, signed uh, Upa Meccano and Marcel Sabitzer, both uh, from Leipzig, um, to to kind of fill whatever void uh, that team supposedly has. And um, Barcelona, um, 
man, I, I feel like we could do a uh, an uh, uh, an essay on what what the heck is going on with your club. They, I, I feel like there's no leadership there. We 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 could we could do a whole podcast about Barcelona, <laughs> uh, but they they did add, as I said, they added Sergio Aguero, uh, they added uh, Memphis Depay and Luke De Jong from uh, from Sevilla. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean the. You know, Greg mentioned uh, what happened uh, a couple of years ago to the with the eight two defeat. I think was it the round of eight? Is that where that was? I believe so. It was. It was somewhere um, there. It wasn't the semifinals. We didn't get that far. We did not get um, that far. So I mean, it'll be interesting to see what this mess of a Barcelona team can can kind of put together. But I mean, Benfica. I, I don't really see them or uh, Dinamo Kiev uh, doing much. Uh, against either of these teams i think barcelona is at least set up well enough to to at least get through to the round of 16 um again i mean uh on paper barcelona versus bayern munich looks great it looks great but uh we'll we'll see which barcelona shows up well well this 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 is my problem right now right now, let me speak on my club for my club right Again, congratulations for getting rid of Antoine Griezmann. That's that's uh that's really step one. <laughs> really good, really good, really good move there. But if we look at the past couple of years, Tyler, they still have the same defensive core for the most part. They have uh, what's this young boy's name? Ensu Fati. Fati, right? He could do something. They have Sergio Aguero, who does have leadership qualities, and we'll see how he does. Um, who's who's, who's hurt? Story of his late career. I know, I know. Um, but again, a lot of this, a lot of this is locker room conversation. I actually believe that Barca might come down to the bottom of this group, and I'll tell you why. The past couple of years, they have been so messy dependent that the only reason that they come out of the group stage on top is because Messi has carried them that far against okay teams and when i say okay teams is not to say that these are the, all these teams are the best in their respective countries right best second best third best in they're among the best of their respective countries but when it comes down to the group stages where men have to or leaders have to make decisions as to whether they're going to play this hard in the group stage or lose in their in their respective uh in this respective leagues, they would generally go to, to make the losses. Like, we'll come back next year and try again, right? So Barcelona, they don't even need to try that hard, but Messi has been able to pull them through each and every time. Once they get to the group stages, though, Messi's legs are not long enough to carry them that far. We've seen that happen from 2008 to now. This looks like an absolute dumpster fire that Barcelona might come down to the bottom of this group. We have Bayern Munich, Barcelona, Benfica. The three Bs, Barcelona will be at the bottom of that list. It should have um, been Group B. Yes, this should, this should have been should have been Group B. Mistitled Group E, right? <laughs> Mistitled Group E. Barcelona looks a mess to me. And that is not, uh, you know, not to say, it, again, you might be sitting down and wondering, is, is Greg really a, a fan of Barcelona? Yes, I am. 100%. I love my club. I wish them well. But, I, you know, as, a, as an analyst, as a junior analyst, as a wannabe analyst, as a fan of football and just watching what I've been seeing occur over the past couple of years, I say I'm an analyst, Tyler. may not be a sports analyst, but I analyze things. You're an analyst as well. That's what we did in the, in the movie industry. Anyway, aside tracking. When it comes to, to this Barcelona team over the past five years, past four to five years, the decline has been gradual because they had a buoy to keep them afloat. Now that that has been released, we might see some titanic action going on with this club. Some real sinkages happening right now in Barcelona, hitting to the bottom of this group the same way the Titanic hit the bottom of the ocean. That is my analysis of Group E. Well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm looking at 
your your roster right now to kind of see like yeah losing Messi is a big piece but you know you check it out you you do still have a lot of key player like it I, I think it all comes down to leadership for your team yes. who who yes. who is going to step into that leadership role yes. and yes the 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 only problem that I see with your additions and looking through your your roster you guys are also up there in age yeah you didn't well, yes. do anything you didn't do anything to add youth to the team yes so outside of a, a player like Serginho Dest or yes. Ansu Fati every, I, I mean one of the Dijongs now that they're on the same team yes um Frankie is is much younger than his is much younger than his brother but outside of that everyone's pushing 30 or above 30. Yes. You you don't have anyone young to kind of lead the team into the the post Messi future. Yes. And, and and well well this is the thing Tyler this kind of reminds me of the 2005-2006 team when um when you had uh, Deco and and um, and Ronaldinho was now was now coming off as like a little little bit of an older team, but you know they did have their one star Messi, but Messi is a generational talent. You can't do that again, right? You can't you can't depend on a generational talent every time that you that you bring them to to board. Usman Dembele has been has been disappointing. Over the past couple of seasons, just because he's he's not a he's not a worker, and you can't make him work, right? And Sufati is probably the brightest spot that I've seen there. Braffitt or Braithwaite, Martin Braithwaite, um, you know, seems like he could be the head of of or the 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 consciousness of the team, um, based on his experience as a leader. But I don't see like when 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 I look at when I look at players like like Gerard Piquet, who's supposed to be Captain material, you know, he just discovered his face after he shaved and has been has been acting more like a teenager recently. Right. I, I don't I don't see that solid that cornerstone that could that could make them move forward in a, in a positive manner, unless unless it has been replaced by, you know, your new striker in Sergio Aguero. Who does again have leadership material? Sergio Aguero has been with some of the greatest leaders of of, of our generation as well. Um, where he, you know, he played alongside Company back in Manchester City. Man, you know, Company was a great, great leader. Um, but does Sergio Aguero have that that um, skill set? Sergio Aguero is more reserved to himself. He's not. Um, I mean, like we would expect that from Messi as well. But Messi is is a little bit more of a, you know patch on the back kind of leader like hey you know like let's let's get this going which is why when he gets frustrated it's more more of an implosion versus you know Cristiano Ronaldo who's not a leader in my books right Cristiano Ronaldo is more expressive at least on the field well we've heard stories about him being a little bit more laid back and well not laid back but you know really encouraging the younger guys to to do their best and whatnot um just don't put a coke in front of him in an interview exactly don't do that Get that out of his face. Get that out of his face. <laughs> Speaking about um, Cristiano Ronaldo, let's talk. Let's let's head over into Group F. I'm done talking about my team. I I think that this is an interesting group. So we have Villarreal, uh, Manchester United, Atalanta, and Young Boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, the top two teams. Uh, it's exciting because this is a rematch of the Europa Cup final. We'll get that twice. Uh, Man U will get a chance to uh, redeem themselves for their uh, their failure in that final, but uh, I mean this this story here. I, one, I think this is going to be a very different Man U team than came into the tournament last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just because of the additions that they have, but they just look like a very very different team uh, with Mason Greenwood just really stepping into his own uh, nice. in the Premier League to to open up the season. But the, the three key signings that Man U had are Cristiano Ronaldo, Jaden Sancho, and Rafael Varane. Uh, even though Sancho hasn't really uh, come in and done much yet in the Premier League, these are all players that are 
ready to step onto the field, make a difference and make an impact. And I mean, it's, I, I think this Man U team is scary. Yeah. And I think this group better watch out. But also, I think a team to not sleep on is Atalanta. Mm-hmm. You, you can't sleep on those guys. I, I think that this is that this is Man, Man U's group to lose. And depending on what happens in the you know the the round of sixteen and beyond, what the draw is, you know, we'll we'll go from there. But right now, I mean, Man U is entering this tournament one of the strongest teams, and healthy yeah i think i think my shock was that cristiano ronaldo move i could not believe my eyes guys when i saw the news report saying that cristiano was moving back to uh stanford bridge not stanford bridge yeah no stanford bridge is chelsea chelsea yes my bad old trafford i'm sorry guys i'm sorry my english fans i'm sorry i apologize (laughs) i apologize i apologize it's been a long time since we've heard about the Old Trafford, at least me, because Manu has been non-existent in my eyes um, for a long time. I apologize for that. That, 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 was, that was bad on my part. It will never happen again. Who knows? It might, but I will say it will never happen again for now. Cristiano Ronaldo moving over to, to Manchester United. I am, I am still in shock. I'm still in shock at what that, what that seems like, what that will look like, he is, you know, surrounded by when he left um, sporting as a young boy and went over to, to Manu. It was some of the greatest football we've seen in a long time. Now that Cristiano, it feels like it feels like a retirement year for him. Wouldn't you say, Tyler? Like, does does that does this move feel like? You know, the last hurrah for Cristiano Ronaldo. Because honestly, I thought that, that the last hurrah would have been over here stateside, you know, over in the United States. But now that he is, he is taken, his family is going back to England. Well, when he left England, he had no family, just mind you. Went out to, to Real Madrid, developed this, the whole family, going over to Italy, had all his fun. And now is back where he basically, quote unquote, started his career. It's hard to say because... I, I know um, he he was not happy at at, at Juve. He no. he was not happy there at all. No. And watching a lot of those games, you could see a lot of that frustrations come out on the field. Mm. And I, I mean, I'm 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 the. I think the hope is you know coming back to Man U, getting to to play with Bruno. To, to play with Pogba, to play with probably one of the better back lines in, in, in the Premier League with Juan Basaka, with Luke Shaw, with Varane, and uh, I hate to say it, Harry Maguire. Mm-hmm. If, if, if everybody remembers last year, I'm, I'm not the biggest Harry Maguire fan. <laughs> but I mean, the, it, it still doesn't take away. He is one of the, the, the better defenders not just in the Premier League, but in the world. He is, he is a good player. He just occasionally makes mistakes. But, uh, you know, I, I, th- I think he's, I mean, may, uh, now that I'm talking it out, maybe, maybe it is, maybe he's looking at it as like, I want to win a championship and go out. And I want to go, go out with the team where I made my name. So yeah, maybe mm-hmm. I, I think I talked myself into to it being a, a retirement tour, but you know, every, everything I've been, I've been reading, you know, when, when it was announced that he was signed, it was, is he going to lead the the premier league in goals scored? How many goals is he going to score? Like, is mm. it just going to be a, I was like, I don't, I, I don't know that he's necessarily going to have goal scoring on his mind, not with the talent that he's surrounded with there. Yeah. Uh, and you, you kind of saw it in the euros. He was willing to make passes that, you know, he normally wouldn't have made. He he passed a lot to Diogo Jota. You know, he he made these. Uh, I yeah, I, I I think he, I think he's going to step into a very interesting role there. And I, I mean the the, I, it can only help Rashford. It can only help Greenwood. Of course. You know, we'll 
we'll see. Greenwood has three goals in three games. I don't think he's getting benched. No, 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 no. I, I doubt I doubt that he will. That that doesn't seem like a situation for that. But we also have to remember that, you know, Cristiano Ronaldo is 36 years old. You know, that's in, in football years, that's a that's an elderly man. That's <laughs> for most sports, that's an elderly man, right? Yeah. These guys have been playing for, for quite some time. Started when started playing professionally when they're, you know, 16, 17, 18 years old. So um, this might be the best move for him. It's almost been 20 years of playing playing this sport at the highest level. So um, when it when it comes down to it for me, you know, I, I feel as though he, he moved here with a level of understanding that, you know, the majority of his success, even though he was great in Real Madrid, but the majority of his success has been um, over at Man U. And, and they have a stable-ish Stablish uh, um, front, you know, front court, or front uh, front office. You know, and Ollie's there. He knows Ollie plays plays. Um, understands Sir Alex. Ollie. Yeah, Alex is still there. Um, in a in a consulting um, capacity, and you have Varan, who's played with for years. Um, also there, they'll be able to communicate well. Some pieces there that that will make this a little bit more comfortable than even I thought when Varan I think Varan was the move that that it didn't shock me ladies and gentlemen this is something that I have been quietly predicting for a long time I said that Varan when he moves he will move to either Tottenham or Manchester United the latter happened and I'm happy for him it was time for him to move off of uh, that club out there in Spain you know <laughs> that, that other club in Spain. That, that other club in Spain so um, let's go to Group G, Tyler. Tell us about Group G. I, I think this is going to be a quietly exciting group. Mm-hmm. I think this is another one like uh, Group B. You know, it might not have the, the name recognition as Group B, but I, I think it'll be just as exciting top to bottom. We have Lille, we have Sevilla, we have Salzburg, and we have Wolfsburg. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Lille surprised everyone, won the uh, the French League last year, uh, not doing so great this year, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Uh, we kind of saw um, a couple of years ago, Lyon that was doing terrible in, in their uh, domestic league, but made it to the semifinals of uh, the Champions League that year. I think it was like two years ago, I think, was when that happened. Yeah. Uh, Salzburg scores a lot of goals, exciting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wolfsburg, exciting team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sevilla made a couple of uh, big additions with uh, Thomas Delaney and Eric Lamella. Lamella is playing great for them since mm-hmm. he has moved over there. Man mm-hmm. is on fire. Yes. Like, I, I, I don't know who to predict out of this group. And it's, again, it is weird as much as I am excited for this group. I don't have much to talk about because there just is that excitement. Like top to bottom, I think that this is another great group. Yes, I I I would say that as well. It's you know yes, it does feel like a little um like a diet group B. You know, it's not not quite the Coke. It's diet. You know, so like um yeah, I don't I don't have much to say on this one. Haven't seen a bunch uh, a lot of Leo play. Wolfsburg is a name, a fun name that that. Um, has been in and out of the Champions League for for um, a long period of time. It's nice to see them here um, in this capacity. Um, Salzburg, we've seen a lot of over the past couple of years, and Sevilla is kind of like your your B list in in the in the um, in La Liga. This group this group might bring out some shockers going into the round of sixteen. So when it comes to the group stage, we I just want to wait and see what happens here. I think that when they get to the group, when they get to the round of 16, I think that is when the pressure will be intensified and turned up. Tyler, let's go to group H. We're here in group H. Finally made it to group H, Ty. We've been speaking a lot. There's been some great conversations during this time. So group H, we have defending champions, Chelsea. Yes. We have... uh... The Ronaldo-less Juventus. 
Yes. And we have Zenit and Malmo from Sweden. Yes. Um, I think I think Chelsea runs away with this group. Yes. Uh, as, 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 <laughs> um, as excited as I was about this, the previous group, I think this one's Chelsea and then uh, whoever decides to show up. Yes. Um, <laughs> Chelsea, as I said, they added Lukaku. Uh, they also signed uh, Saul on loan, which is another great addition. And uh, I mean, Juventus, they have Moise Keen, uh, but I don't know how much uh, it, it's going to be hard to replace Ronaldo. And I think, uh, I mean, Juve has always been kind of a mess. They were a mess last year. They were the, <laughs> even with Ronaldo. So I don't, I mean, again, it's another thing. Those two names look great on paper. I think Chelsea's just going to, I think Chelsea's going to, I, I think they run the table in this group. I don't think they lose. I don't think they draw. I don't think that they, you know, they, they might they might play all their starters for the first game against Juve just to kind of see what happens. Mm-hmm. But then I think after that, they 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 kind of play their second stringers until they get through the group. Yeah. Um, so you're saying all man, points to Chelsea. All points to Chelsea. Uh, all points to Chelsea. And then, I mean, shoot, I... I wouldn't be surprised if Zenit makes it through or Momo. I know I, I know nothing about Momo. No. Um, I remember Zenit from last year. I don't think that they got any points. I think they were one of the ones that didn't get any points. But right. I mean, I, I at any time that the any of these three teams are not playing Chelsea, I'm just gonna flip a coin and be like, oh, I guess that's who's gonna win. Right. <laughs> I just needed to, guys, y'all can't see this, but I just needed to put the points in for Chelsea right now. Uh, 18 <laughs> points in this group. They're going through, guys. <laughs> this is something that, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, this, this, this group is, you know, as much as, as much as in sports, you don't want to have any foregone conclusions. Um, this feels like it. So let's not talk about who comes first in this group. Let's, let's talk about who comes second. I think that Zenit might come away with this one, Tyler. Which is, little... which is which is hilarious because they didn't mm-hmm. win any game. They they didn't. I don't think they won a game in the rounds last year. No, no, no. no. But I, I see them. So so let's let's look at it logically. Lost to Chelsea twice, so zero points on that. Right, there's two games gone. Um, Juventus, I see a win and a loss. Right, um, and I I think they blow up Malmo. Right, twice, and so and, be, and beating the the blowouts help push them in. Exactly. So so Malmo will come away with zero points. We could put that on the board as well. I think I think that uh, Chelsea will beat Juventus twice. Obviously, so Juventus has two losses right there. They will lose once to Zenit and um, win once against Zenit. That's their home and away. Um, and I think that they have the capability of blowing up Malmo as well. Where Juventus will lose out in this group would be through goal difference. That is that is the situation there in this group. Goal difference will will decide between whether Juventus or, or Zenit goes through. I think Zenit has the opportunity based on their fight and vigor from last year. They just they came away with zero points. wasn't It wasn't bad games. They didn't get blown out. Right, they didn't get blown out, guys. If you all remember from last year, Zenit did not get blown out. They they lost some very close, tight games. You know, a little one nil, a little two one. I could see them doing something similar this year, but in their favor. A little one nil, a little two nil. You know, hold that defense strong. That do a little bit more. I have to do a little bit more research on this team because it's one of those teams that I don't have that much data on. But based on what Juventus has been, especially in their decline, and who knows, Juventus might be better because Cristiano Ronaldo is gone. That is, that is quite the possibility as well. We've seen situations where stars join teams and make them worse because they're not cohesive enough. This might well, be right, one of those situations. Right now, without, without him, they have uh, one point in the Serie A. They have one draw, one loss after two games played with... Um, yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah, might might not be good at all. Tyler, let's wrap this up. Let's wrap this up. Let's talk about when can we watch the Champions League live or you know, recorded from when? From when, Tyler? From when? 
So we start in two weeks, September 14th. Nice. Uh, got a couple. Uh, we're going to run through the games, talk about the couple matchups that we're excited about. I know one that I've got virtually circled right now uh, for the for for the first Tuesday. So we have Sevilla versus Salzburg, Young Boys versus Man U, Barca versus uh, Bayern, Chelsea versus Zenit, hmm. uh, Dynamo Kiev versus Benfica, Lille versus Wolfsburg, Malmo versus Juventus, and Villarreal versus Atalanta. Three games for me with an outside circle. One for me are Barca Bayern, mm-hmm. Leo Wolf, Wolfsburg, mm-hmm. Villarreal, Atalanta. I'm also actually interested in that Sevilla Salzburg game too. Yeah, yeah. I think those are going to be all great games. Uh, I mean, as we said, I think Manu is going to tear through Young Boys. Oh, yeah, so ter- that sounds terrible. <laughs> How oh, man, dare they- you, Manu? How dare you do that to the Young Boys? <laughs> Uh, Greg, I don't know if there's any other games on there that uh, they, or if you agree with those being the the kind of games to watch for that Tuesday. Yes, I, I mean, I, I'm more. I think that this year I'm gonna have a little bit of a different strategy when it comes to watching the games. I want to see the teams I don't know enough about, so I want to see that Malmo um, game. I want to see Lille. Um, again, don't watch a lot of French football. This this is this is gonna be something for me. And I haven't seen Wolfsburg play on this level for a minute. Um, even when they were in the Champions League, I haven't seen Wolves play. Um, just wasn't interested in them. So it's good to see um it's good to see Wolfsburg back in back in the mix. And it'll be interesting to see those guys. I'm not watching that Barcelona game. I know what I'm gonna get. Okay, guys. <laughs> I know what I'm gonna get. I'm gonna go on Twitter. I'm gonna see uh Lala talk about our team in you know in the most disappointing manner. And it's okay. It's okay. I get it. I understand. I understand. Thanks, Lala, for always being um, very truthful and, and cynically honest about what's going on over there in the camp. No, feels like the camp all right now. That's what it feels like. Right? Yeah, not the uh, no uh, joke, no exaggeration. I'm yeah. dead serious. Um, um I, I actually when, like your idea of why of watching the the teams that I don't really know anything about I think um and especially now uh, with with kind of some some changes in my works situation I think I'll actually be able to to get to watch some of these games live and I think those those are the ones I'll, I'll definitely uh try to seek out and learn learn a little bit more about these teams that 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 is an ultimate exciting thing about this Champions League mm-hmm. I think I said at the top of the show you know you you get these teams that you know nothing about last year I I didn't really know anything about Shakhtar but they were one of the more exciting teams to watch and I'm you know not that I'm sleep necessarily sleeping on them this year but I but I also was like oh okay I know that the, I know these guys they they were kind of that they, they could get some upsets yeah it was last year where I was like oh they're gonna you know oh we'll see how yeah. it does Real and, and Inter are going to run through this team, and they certainly they did didn't. not. No. <laughs> uh, so speaking of uh, Wednesday, the round of games we have, we have Bekshiktas versus uh, Dortmund. We have Sheriff versus Shakhtar. That's an exciting game. Oh, yes. Uh, Atletico versus Porto. Brugge versus PSG. Uh, Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. Liverpool versus AC Milan. Man City versus Leipzig and Sporting versus Ajax. Yes, lots of lots of great games this day. I you know yes, I, I the uh, I I want to see what Sheriff can do and I want to sh- see what uh, Bekshitas can do. Hmm. I, I I'm I'm there with you. I, I I was looking for Sheriff on the first day just to see like I was a, a Sheriff playing, but yes, I'll be watching that Sheriff Shakhtar game for sure. And then um, I want to see AC Milan on this level. And they're going up against pretty tough competition. Will Liverpool kind of, um, will they go off of, of the legacy of AC Milan and go hard? Or will they kind of lean off since AC has not been in this competition for a while? It, I, it I will say, I will say in the prim, they've come out uh, pretty, pretty strong, looking mm. pretty, uh, pretty good. Klopp has his, uh, is back at full strength. And uh, I mean, he, he's got them rocking and rolling. All right, so so that those are my two games for this for this time. I want to see Sheriff play. I want to see AC Milan see what they have come back to the Champions League with. Tyler, it's always a pleasure. It's good to be back, guys. Season two of 
stoppage time. We're going to do this again next week. Tyler and I will have more conversations. I ain't doing the whistle this time, Tyler. I ain't doing the whistle. <laughs> I ain't doing Dang the whistle. It. Yeah. New, new voice, new accent, new me I ain't doing the whistle. I'll bring a new, I'll buy a whistle. Somebody um, in the description, just put down a link for a good whistle on Amazon. I will buy it. I'll blow that actual whistle. Hopefully, they'll blow our eardrums out. You know how these speakers just pick up all kind of thing. Thank you so much for joining us, Tyler. Any last words from you before we bounce out? That's great to be back, man. That's all I All know. right. So in your mind, guys, this is what we're here to do, right? In your mind, hear the tree whistle blow. And that has been Stoppage Time.